Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. What's up, people? I'm Scott Fane Knowles, and you are listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. On this episode, I got to interview Rachel Hamrick. She is a beast, and this is a very cool interview. And uh, it goes kind of long, but it's worth every second. Uh, hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? I've got Rachel Hamrick on the phone, and she's going to tell us about how badass she is doing at Spartan Racing this year, and OCR for that general. What's up, Rachel? Hi, everybody. So, uh, Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm 39, looking forward to 40 in December. Um, I have three daughters, ages 15, 8, and 4. I'm an English teacher. I'm a single mom, not advertising though, and um, uh, racing is like my other job, but not a job, but kind of a job. Right. And that's what I do. I'm a I'm an army veteran. I was in for eight years, um, and I'm a teacher. What did you do when you were in the army? I well, when I was enlisted, I was in supply, and then when I crossed over to officer land through OCS, I was in a quartermaster uh, logistics. They kind of place you where they want you, so I was kind of stuck in the same field, but it was okay. I knew it well. Cool. So it sounds like you've got a super busy schedule. How do you find time to train for OCR with full-time job and, and three kids? It's got to be a headache sometimes, I imagine. Uh, sometimes it can be really stressful because I know what I have to do to be to be good and to not suffer so much, because we all suffer every race, no matter what level you're at. It, and it's never no doubt. hurt-free, pain-free. <laughs> so um, I do. I always have to separate my strength training and my cardio. So um, during the week, during the school year, I get up at 4 in the morning and do about a 30-minute routine in my living room. Um, and then after school, I usually have about 45 minutes that I can run before my younger daughters get out of school. So I just run around my school complex. Sometimes I can get in five miles, sometimes seven. It just depends on if I have a meeting or if there's another teacher talking to me. You know, I try to get out my back door of my classroom and just go. But So it's, it's hard sometimes. On the weekends, um, just cardio. Um, I have a brother that uh, you know, lives where I do, and he has like a ninja warrior set up in his backyard. Oh, cool. And I try to get over there uh, Yeah, every, every Saturday or Sunday morning once a week. I'll do like a... 10 mile combine in his house but normally I have races so um, I'll do that early early on the weekend if I don't have a race so I just I have to make like if it's time to train I have to go train I don't I don't have any time to lay, lay, you know, lie in bed or mess around that way no time is taken away from my daughters I mean we have after school it's pick them up we have homework we have dinner we have you know church we have everything oh I so. imagine it's 
That's, yeah. It sounds busy. I have no kids, and I feel like I'm busy all the time. And I, 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 it feels like I barely have time to train. And but you know, I just I think if I had kids, I wouldn't get it done. I'd be eating all their junk food in the house too because. When somebody comes over to my house, they're all they're always like, "You don't have anything to eat," and I was like, "Yeah, because it was if it was here, I would eat it." <laughs> I understand, but my, I mean, even my girls, they've gradually um, on their own. I don't, I don't, I don't ever let them eat poorly, but I'm, I don't take away you know kids' food from them. Like they have their, you know, we eat really well. We eat, you know, organic when we can. We we do the local farm stands and stuff. But I found that um, you know, as I got healthier, because I lost. You know, over 50 pounds last year. Just uh, I gained it when I got out of the military and had a baby, you know, my last my last baby. So I lost it last year, and um, gradually it just they just didn't want some foods anymore because it wasn't in the house. They don't miss it. They, you know, they don't have to have chips and all kinds of ice cream and stuff like that. They have it. I don't keep it from them because they're kids. But at the same time, they don't really want it the same way as they used to. Well, that's good. You lost 50 pounds. That's yeah. freaking awesome. I did. I was 54 last year. Because she, if anybody has seen Rachel's on her Facebook or Instagram and some of her race photos, she is a ripped up beast, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, and if there's anyone that, a male or female, I've heard a, a lot of stories and people reach out, people reach out to me and, um, they ask me or they say, hey, you know, how did you get, where you are, and I tell them that I've been 237 pounds. I mean, I went from really fit, I played basketball in college, to, to, to really big, you know, and I had to lose almost 90 pounds. But when I started racing, um, that competitive fire was relit from just college sports. And um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I'm sorry to say this, but I didn't want to suck so bad anymore. It was, it was so hard to not be good. Yeah. So, so I, so I relit it, and I've made it a priority. If I'm happy and healthy, then my my daughters are happier and healthier. Like everyone's happy, you know. Um, when so it's just uh, you have to make time for yourself and do it. And I tell them it wasn't like that. I have pictures from, you know, a year ago, and it's not about being a certain size or or whatever. But it's it's what you can do with your body. Yeah. And I'm I'm pretty proud of you know we get out there and we carry some heavy stuff and hang on stuff and we. I have scars, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> that is a cool way to live, without a doubt. And, and you're like, you're pretty tall. Uh, yeah. Aren't you like six foot tall? I wish. Well, sometimes I wish. I'm five ten, so um, I, I'm I'm probably a, a little over a head taller than most um, of the, a lot of the girls I podium with. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I've I've when I've seen you at races and I've. I've talked to you. I remember talking to you at Fort Benner and I saw you at Virginia, but I remember saying, thinking she's, you were either as tall as me or taller. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm usually like uh, the Amazon, Amazonian, you know, woman out there. <laughs> I feel like it though, but you know, you do look like you're kind of, hurt you had a time in your life where you were bodybuilding for sure. Um, I've never body been a bodybuilder. Because <clears throat> I remember, because the first time I saw you was at Fort Campbell, and I remember seeing you come over the fire, and you got second place there, and I was like, dang, because I'd never seen you before, and I was like, dang, that girl is huge. She looks like she could kick my ass. <laughs> well, um, 
It's funny, uh, when I, our bodies change as we get older, and I mean, you don't understand this, this part, but women especially, when we get older and we have kids, um, I had to find this magic mix of um, cardio, endurance versus strength, and I, I do not lift weights. Um, I use really? a kettlebell to walk around with, but I do not lift weights at all. And back in Fort Campbell, I was actually uh, only about four, pound, four pounds heavier than I am now, but I was just... Um, you know, that's right off me losing, losing 50. And um, so I've just uh, tried to pack on more muscle now for endurance purposes and not so much, I guess, fluff. I don't know how to say that. But, yeah, yeah. Fort Campbell was my second my second Spartan race as an elite. That was pretty awesome. <clears throat> and it was, it, was, uh, it was amazing, that feeling. And I came across, and I thought, you know, with the 90 burpees, <laughs> I thought for sure I was – um, I was going down, so but uh, it was pretty cool to come across and have that feeling. Once you get the feeling, oh, you don't man. want to let it go. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was my home home place, hometown. You know, I live in I live in Fort Campbell or near Fort Campbell, so um, it was pretty neat to have a lot of my students were there. Um, oh, cool. And they, you know, they just met me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. A lot but, of people from the military knew me there, so it was pretty neat to to have that. Yeah, that was a cool military sprint. It was way better than Fort Benning's military sprint for sure. Um, yeah, I have to agree with that. It was just cool like running Benning, through the buildings. Oh yeah, it was a true military style, you know, incorporation of the military stuff. Yeah. Um, it was true. It's true military inspired. So a lot of people complained a lot. Some complained about the buildings and having to carry the rubber ducks, the the plastic weapons around. But I thought um, it was fun. My response was, it's a military-based sprint. I mean, what do you what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to do? I mean, would you rather carry a rock? I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it made it pretty neat. And I was thinking, you know, when because I, I saw it before the race, and I was like, oh, man, we're fixing to carry the sandbag up these stairs in this building. That, that shouldn't be too bad, but it was the opposite. It was pretty rough. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty rough. I remember uh, clearing, you know, doing weapons clear building clearing uh, exercises and trainings whenever, you know, all over the, you know, U.S. And um, when you did the buildings, you know, you look at it and you're like, those steps aren't very far. But when you've ran, you know, as part of a sprint and you're given a sandbag and those those steps are uh, short steps. Yes. So there's a lot of short steps. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. you know, you're, you're kicking up step. You know, anyone who gets on a stair stepper, I don't, I don't do a stair stepper. I won't get on the stair stepper. There's a reason. Um so uh, that uh, that was pretty rough. Okay. I come out of that. I have pictures of me coming out of it. My face is red. I look totally unhappy. <laughs> okay, I couldn't be somebody that interviewed and and leave that uh, mystery there. But why don't you get on a stair stepper? Which is really bad for for knees. Oh, That's for all. your knees. You do you have problems with your knees from running and stuff I like do. that? I, I used to have more. Um, of course, um, me playing. Um, me playing so much, I mean, I played basketball all my life, playing in college, um, and it's messed with a woman's knees, you know, all that agility, I've been, yeah. I mean, I've been on bleachers, I don't know how many times, uh, I ran two years across country in college as well, so, um, it's, uh, that's a lot of wear and tear on the knees, um, but when I, when I lost some of the weight, uh, I eat, I eat better as well, so that they don't hurt nearly like they used to. But I mean, I blew my knee out in 2010. I mean, I had wow. titanium in my left knee. Oh man! <laughs> so, I bet yeah, that is I mean, rough. it's uh, but they don't, they don't bug me like they used to. So I just avoid, 
a stair stepper. I'll do incline training, you know, I'll do stuff like that, but not a stair stepper. Oh, Plus yeah. Just, I have problems with my IT the, bands on time to time, so knee pain is not fun. I don't, I don't want to. Especially when you want to be a runner. <laughs> well, oh, stair steppers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me back up a step. Um, Rachel, how did you get into uh, doing OCRs? How did you get into doing your first one? Um, my well, they first got popular right after I blew out my knee. Oh man! And at the time I was training for the at the time I was training for the Boston Marathon. This was tw in 2011. I qualified, didn't go on the marathon. Knee knee blew out, so I couldn't run for for it was almost six months. Wow! And um, but then they were becoming popular. And this was 2011. But my one of my younger brothers, he's a doctor of physical therapy, so he's like super handy. Um, that is handy. For, for me, he's pretty, he's pretty good, you know. So, anyway, he started, um, he got into American Ninja Warrior. He did, like, these Navy SEAL races. Um, and he invited me to do a Tough Mudder with him. I'm like, sure, I'll do a Tough Mudder. It was so much fun. And, again, I was a lot a lot bigger then. I was about 220. Um, but I had so much fun. And but, but I struggled on a lot of the obstacles, like anything hanging. I couldn't pull up on a wall by myself. I had to have his help to get across any kind of hanging. Monkey bars, like my brother had to help me because I could not do it. Um, and I, and, and when he started, you know, telling me this, you know, you've got to just, um, you know, train with this and your grip and anyone who has a little bit of competitiveness in them understands that, I mean, me doing so, I had fun, but I also wanted to be better. I wanted to get through an entire Tough Mudder race without falling off anything, without my brother having to push me up a wall. And, or not, you know, I didn't want to have to stop and walk. That was, I had all these goals set out in front of me after that first Tough Mudder. I did that in August of 2014. And that's what got me started. I, you know, the weekend I came home from that, that race, it was Ohio Tough Mudder 2014. I wanted to go, I scheduled my next one. That's all. And uh, then my brother asked, my brother asked me, he said, do you want to do a Spartan race? I said, sure. So we went to Ohio for just an open, you know, Spartan race. We volunteered, then we ran the race in the afternoon. And it was so much fun. But, again, he had to help me up up every wall, um, across the monkey bars. I mean, it was terrible. Terrible but fun at the same time, you know. But he got me into it, and he could see that I wanted, I cried when I couldn't go across the monkey bars. I cried when I couldn't get up a wall. I couldn't climb the rope. I mean, this was not very long ago, but I could not do this stuff. Wow. It just, um, yeah, it was, um, I remember Ohio last year, last May of 2016, um, I did, uh, the, my, you know, my first elite beast, the first elite race, you know, and I couldn't get up the rope. And at the very end, I, I just cried. I had to do burpees and I did 120 wow. and I, for that race. And I, and I cried. This was last May. So I, I just trained really hard to do better at the Fort Campbell sprint, but, um, my brother was there, like, encouraging me so much. I could call him and say, how do I, you know, how do I, um, the biggest thing for me was losing weight because, you know, that anything you hang on or running, if you're bigger, it's harder. Mm -hmm. And just being healthier. Like, I was not healthy, you know, like I am now. Like, I had done my life, you know. I just, but that's what got me into it. Like, my brother would, no matter what, go run with me a little bit or tell me to come to his house and train on his, you know, his uh, obstacle 
course he has in his backyard. It's a small one, but it works. You know, it does it does a lot for you know one little area, and that's who got me into it. My brother. Well, that's cool. It, but like any training, I mean, shoot, any training course where you can hang from stuff in the backyard is better than nothing. Because I mean, that's there's not a lot of stuff like that around, especially if you live in smaller towns and stuff. But, I mean, and there's not, and Clarksville is a pretty good town, but the only, they have some rock climbing and stuff, but it's on Fort Campbell's post. Right. And it's usually, you have to, you have to get on post first. And with my daughters, I just, I don't, I don't, we don't have the time for me to, us to all go out there, me train for an hour, you know, with working around homework and dinner and going to bed by 8 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. I mean, so the time's not there. I can go on post and do it, but the, just the time's not there. So... Um, but my brother lives, you know, 10 minutes away, so I need to go out there and just hang. Hang on his pegs or hang on his, you know, hanging bar or whatever I can, you know. Um, and I've gotten some good stuff in my house. I have a huge tire I flip. I have a tire with an uh, aerosol rope on it that I drag around the yard. I have spear, you know. I have little things I can use, but it's pretty basic what I have in my house to use to train with. But I just use it to, I call my brother, you know, hey, what can I do with this? aerosol rope he's like tie around a tire and drag it around the yard it'll you know, <laughs> strengthen your grip so you know go, i wouldn't buy a heavy a 100 pound heavy bag off craigslist for ten dollars i carried it around my neighborhood hey so, that's a good idea and i have no hills no, there are no hills in clarksville there's none in tifton georgia <laughs> either it is as flat as can be the only hills i have is like 120 feet of elevation change i mean that's what i had to work with yeah <laughs> so but i'm um, i just you know we do what we can when we can and so. And speaking of that, and it, you you posted it in the past, but I still have pictures of your incline uh, treadmill workouts on my phone because I seen them and I was like, man, that sounds like a cool workout. And I've I've done two of them, and like I said, I still got them on my phone where I'll go and I'll do them every once in a while. And <clears throat> there was one of them I did one round of it, and I think at the bottom of it you said two rounds, and I was like, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I did one round and so they were pretty tough. But it, it it kept it interesting running on the treadmill without a doubt, and it damn sure got your heart rate up. Um, with treadmills, I uh, I I don't handle cold very well. But you know, even in the winter, I again after school, like I can't go out and run in the snow. Yeah. Or the rain, I have to get back in my classroom, and my daughters are going home, or or whatever's going on. You know, I, I can't. I'm not taking them outside to sit, or they're at the house. I can't leave my house and run and come back. I mean, I they're you know they're younger, right. so um, so I have to use a treadmill. And some people are completely against it. Um, I don't want to be on it too much, but when I created those workouts for the treadmill, you know, like you said, it kept it interesting. Definitely. And it, it hurt. It, yeah, it hurt just enough. Um, and I modified it sometimes if I wasn't, because the, the biggest thing sometimes whenever we don't race for a month or two, we get complacent mm -hmm. and we want our workouts to be, we want our workouts to be easy and you don't, you know, you don't push enough. And, um, so yeah, they were challenging enough, but you know, those workouts I did, you know, during race week, those are my race week workouts to keep me just up there enough to where I get enough workout in without pushing too hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, you know, I mean, some people just don't like the monotony of a treadmill, but I don't see how it hurts. Oh, as, sure. as long as I don't think you should do all of your running on a treadmill. I mean, you got to put in some kind of trail running with that, I think, for OCRs anyway. 
because the more you get on the trail, the the more I think it helps with your focus of running halfway cut trails. I think it helps. I agree. I think I've ran on a trail this year, maybe four times. Right. <laughs> I need to be out there more. I just, I just don't get to because, um, again, I, I have, I have a, I have a nice, nice mountain bike park close to my house, but yeah, I can't leave my girls at home. You oh know, yeah, I just, it's I still can't. hard to get in there. I do. I, nice I try one. to do maybe one every two weeks, but I'm not really running like on a trail. I'm running on like farmland and like, you know, okay. truck trails that are, you know, pretty well maintained, but still you've got difference. You know, it's not just constantly flat surface. You have to look for little ruts and stuff, you know, so you don't twist your ankle, but just a little bit there. <clears throat> so, how many miles are you training a week? Uh, Is it just here when you can get it, or when I can get it, um, yes. Whenever I don't, when I have a race, I guess I probably hit probably thirty, thirty-five miles on race week. Um, if I don't have a race, I'm probably fifty-five, sixty um, on the weeks I don't have races. <clears throat> So do you run I'm every? Trying to learn every day, no. no. I, I maybe there's maybe one day a week that I don't. Oh really? Um, yeah, but I've I'm learning um, my body um, what I didn't understand before that I'm understanding now that I'm microcycling. So there'll be a week I have to plan them. Um, there'll be a week there'll be a week out of every four or five that I, I won't run at all. I'll do like an elliptical. You know, or like a, a machine like an elliptical. Yeah. Or I may just walk on a treadmill. Like my incline walk, I will right. go faster than 4.5. But um, I will not run. And it's just, um, I found that my legs are fresher that way. If I do that every every four or five weeks. Yeah. That's what I do, too. I, I try to do cardio. And like you said, I'll do incline walking or get on the elliptical. It helps to cross train, I think, you know, a little bit. It does. It absolutely does. And every now and then I'll throw in, I'll, I've always liked my insanity workouts. So sometimes instead of cardio during those weeks, I'll do like one of the the longer, like the 55-minute insanity workout. Um, and I still sweat like crazy because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, Sean T for insanity. He works, he, he works out your muscles and your cardio all mixed up. And, yeah, that's and about like hit training for an hour, isn't it? What's that? That's about like hit training for an hour or those insanity yeah, things. Exactly. Right? Yeah, except it's for like fifty five minutes of hit training. And it always always kicks my butt. And I'm also a boxer and kickboxer, so sometimes I can throw that in. I just won't kick or hit like too hard because I'm trying to preserve like my shoulders and my ankles and the running. But mm. um yeah, I love some some hit training, but I do, I'll do the insanity workout, you know, um once or twice during those weeks. That's cool. Keep it fresh. Yeah. And you t you were telling me, uh, I guess it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday or the day before yesterday that you just had your first burpee-free race where you didn't have to do any burpees? Yes, and uh, it was in uh, Chicago. And I, I went burpee-free two days in a row. Oh, that's and awesome. And I cannot tell you, after, after so many races, you know, I was telling you, um, and again, I, I don't want anyone ever think I'm bragging, but... I've had nine Spartan races this year, and um, I've been top five for all nine. Uh, 
four podiums, but the other five, like, every single one of them, except for that Chicago race, well, not a podium there, but have been, if I hadn't have uh, fallen off of something, I've been on the podium. And it just, it was so frustrating for that to be the reason, you know, because, you know, my ankle was hurt earlier this year. I tore a ligament in my right ankle. Yeah, and you took um, like a still, half a day off, falling. and then you were racing the next day. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I actually, I didn't run for four weeks. Uh, it was almost five weeks before I even tried to run. Um, I yeah, I remember seeing it. I was on a treadmill uh, for, for three weeks straight. Um, my first race is back were in Ohio, and um, I, I took third and I took fourth and fifth in Ohio for the Beast and Sprint, and both races I did 90 burpees each race. I mean, I, I was so close, but um, my ankle has kept me from... Just, just trying to be, you know, faster. I can't get a full stride yet. I still can't jump up off of it. Um, I have to be really careful. Any kind of ground that's uneven at all, a.k.a. Spartan right, racing, um, exactly. it, you know, makes me nervous because it, it's still very, very tender. I have to ice it twice a day still. You know, I, um, I'm i very, very careful on it. So so that's, you know, holding me back too. But, but yeah, it's um, to finally... To be burpee-free now, I'm like, if I could be burpee-free and my ankle get better, oh, I'm just pretty excited about that. <laughs> yeah, you'd be pretty... At least, you know... You'd be pretty awesome, because I remember you showing a picture of your ankle, and I was like, oh, my God, that's going to put her out for yeah. a while. And then I saw that you were running the Ohio Beast, and I was like, oh, I don't see how she's doing that after she jacked her ankle so bad. <laughs> and then it was, I mean, it, it, and it's not even doing the Spartan races. You're doing Bone Frog and the Barbarian Challenge and the Indian Challenge. I was like, she's got an ankle that's not healed yet, and she's doing an OCR every single weekend. This girl is awesome. <laughs> well, I, well, it's very against my doctor's wishes. Um, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, I, I came back too soon, I think. But I mean, I was so, I was so down. I, I missed a, I missed a, a Atlanta toughest mutter, and I was just, you know, it's, it's hard. If you've ever yeah. been injured, it's, it's so hard. It's different if it's, if it's off season and no one's racing. You know, it's, it'd be a little easier, but everyone's racing, and it's in the season. You wait all winter for this, and then you can't run. It, it was it was depressing. Yeah, that's my. Was, that's uh, the biggest fear for running races for me is because I don't know how many times you've had that close ankle twist where you can kind of shake it off, but it was still close to a full blown sprain. Man, I'm always yeah, scared it'll happen. Oh, I was really rough on it. Um, that was uh that that was five weeks after I, I tore it and uh, it was um it was <laughs> it was just rough it was really really sore I had to you know I had to wrap it that night to keep the swelling down and then I ran the next morning again um yeah you know, I had crazy. a seven seven race weekends out of eight weekends wow um nine races so I just did them all and then of course I was off this past weekend so. I ran, but I didn't have a race, you know. So I guess that's I guess that's taken off. I don't know. And for those of you, for those of you listening, she's in the car driving to Indiana right now to run there. Yeah, I um, I always try, I always have to pick the closest races. Normally, I, I get out of school. Um, I get my my daughters and I. I usually leave my house at about four p.m. Central Time. And then I drive to the races from there. So 
um, during the summer, it's nice to, to not have to leave school, work a full day, leave school, get my daughters home to, to my brother's house or something, and then go straight to a race, you know, six, seven hours away. So, right. um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be racing in Indiana tomorrow. Um, the ski slope up there. I've heard the stories about it, so we'll see. Um, I wanted to go to Palmerton, but it's a little further away, and I'm taking my girls on a vacation. You know, we're leaving Sunday morning, so. Yeah. I uh, managed to get a race in and go to Orlando, so hey, why not? That'll be awesome. Sounds like a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like me. I have to do all the close ones. We went to we we went to New Jersey and we flew to that one. So that was kind of like our our big race, you know, for a trip. And uh, we're going to drive to West Virginia, which that's not too far for us. So and we um, we drove to Virginia because that one wasn't too bad either. That was about an eight hour drive from my buddy's house. It was like eleven hour drive from my house, but my buddy lives in Atlanta, so I drive to his house Thursday, and then we drove to Virginia Friday. That was a that was a ten hour ten hour away race for me. I was able to go because you know school was out. Right. Um, on vacation with my parents, so at the very last minute, I registered and went to Virginia. Yeah, and that was a cool venue, but I mean it wasn't a winter green, but I mean it was a very cool venue. I liked it. I think um, I mean people people will always complain. Um, again, this is I'm really I'm really into my first my first year not calendar year, but year of racing. So I thought they did a, a great job. Virginia, the Virginia races, race had, well, both super and sprint. They had everything. They had some hills. They yep. had creeks, a flat ground, grassy fields. I mean, they kind of covered everything in one race. Yeah, Jason's build um, so team does great good. races. Yeah, um, Jason Barnes is a good guy. Uh, he did a really good job with that race. Just uh, He did. It was well set up. It, it was real spread out. I mean, it was... Uh, it was a great, I thought it was a great venue. I did too. Beautiful farm. Beautiful yes, it farm. was. Farmland. It was awesome. It was really good. So, um, you did this Barbarian Challenge, and it's, I know they do it in Alabama, and I've, I've wanted to do it, and I think they only do like one or two events a year, right? Um, right, it was two, they moved it down to one because, um, a new, a new group picked it up. Right. The uh, person, the person who takes care of it now, his name is um, Cal Burr, B U R R, and he, he invited me to come and, and run it, uh, just, oh, cool. just to get a feel for the difference. And it's kind of a mix of really some of the really crazy obstacle stuff I saw when I was in the military, yeah. and and, a, and kind of some. There's also some bone frog style obstacles as well. And the, the terrain, you know, is Nakalula Falls in Gadsden, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia. I forget what state. I've been to so many. But beautiful, the, the running was was tough, but it was challenging enough to where if you're a runner, you were good. If you're not a runner, you, you know, there are areas you can catch up on. Um, but the obstacles were, were, <laughs> were, were uh, pretty challenging. Uh, there's no, there, it, it, to keep it fresh, you know, Spartan Race, you know, you know what, what obstacles are there. Oh, yeah. You know, every single one, you know what's coming at some point. Um, but if you do, if you do a race like the Barbarian, that venue was so much fun. It was crazy. They had a great, um, great vendors there. And 
at the race, like gradually, by the time I was done racing, which was kind of, you know, early on, it was like Tent City. There's all these tents, there are families, there were teams under them, there were runners, there were, you know, teams of runners. And, and they all kind of grouped up along the finish line and watched the final obstacles. And it was, it was so much fun. I mean, it was, um, it was so much different than a Spartan. I love, I love Spartan races, don't get me wrong, but to go to a different race, yeah. uh, keeps your, you know, it keeps you fresh. And, and I, you know, I was at the lead to, to win the race and I fell off the very last obstacle. It was this crazy rig. Right. You know, you had to, you had to climb over and then you had a rope and then you had to go under this, you had to go under this rope net and come back up and, and it was, uh, it was strange. And, and so in that race, you could, you know, you could redo the, the obstacle or do a penalty lap. And it was, uh, it was really close, but it was, uh, I don't know. It was when I finished, I thought, oh my goodness, you know, I need to go home and train some more. <laughs> so, you know, you know, but those races will keep you fresh. And it was, um, it was well done. It was a really good venue. And my next race was supposed to be the, um, the battle race in Louisiana, but the hurricane or tropical storm yeah, I saw flooded that. them out. So I ended up in the Indian mud run. Um, and then, the, yeah, the battle race I really, really wanted to do. Um, Sid, um, Coach Sid, it's, you know, it's one of his races, and I really wanted to head down there to that. But it's, uh, it, it was, you know, rescheduled for tomorrow, and, of course, I'll be in Indiana, so. Right. I, I know, did you you placed at that barbarian challenge though, didn't you? I did. Um, I was fourth overall female. Right. Because uh, you know, again, me falling here come here come the others. You know, you know well. how that is. It was just like ah, but they were. It was good. But I, I did win my age group, um, and my team won. My co-ed team won first place. I know. I saw a picture of you, and they gave you you won this huge looking shield, and I just thought, man, that's a cool prize to win. I, um, there's a, and I can't remember the name of the group, but they do custom, they do the custom medals and custom shields every year for that race. Oh, wow. And in that race, um, if you win your age group, the, um, the medal is wooden, but it has little tiny nails in it that hold in the symbol for the race. And it's so well done. And then the shield that I won was for the co-ed team. And on the back, it has, it has an etched little plaque already. And it has a handle, like a real, it's a real deal shield, but the etching is beautiful on it. This wasn't something that was, you know, cheaply made at all. Oh, yeah. It's an um, impressive, you know, award. Oh, yeah. But then but I had that shield for the, for the co-ed win, but the overall winner, like the overall female winner won an actual sword. Oh, cool. Like a full size. Uh, yeah. The second place um, won a helmet that's on like a little stand. Yeah. You can put on a, you know, a desk or a shelf. And the third place would win a shield as well. A little bit bigger than mine, but um, but it's still the same shield, just a little bigger. But it was just the coolest prize, you know. Prizes like that, um, I don't know if they stand out from, you know, trophies or medals or, yeah, you know, or blocks or plaques and stuff like that. So it was really neat. Really, really neat. Yeah, it looked it looked really cool, and I was like, man, that's a cool that's a cool you know award. And all the pictures from the Barbarian Challenge always look really cool too. They are, and um, if anyone ever has this chance to go down there, I mean, just we got there that morning, and uh, it was in you know Nakalula Falls, but there's fog, um, there's fog over where the water was. There's at one point we came down, and we were about a mile. It was a six point four mile race. We were about in mile five, and it came down. 
um, kind of treacherous terrain, and you were by a river, but there was the falls were coming down, and you did five burpees in the sand, and it was beautiful, and you just kind of didn't want to go, but, you know, you're a mile <laughs> from the finish line, but it was just gorgeous. So um, it was just a really, really fun, neat, challenging race, like, all together. I'll definitely go back to that one. Yeah. I want to try it. I always say I want to try to do all these different OCRs, but seems like all my money just goes to Spartan. You know, once you buy that pass, you just want to keep doing those races because you can save money doing it. Uh, if I, I'll tell you, if I hadn't have, um, uh, you know, have, have won an elite pass through the, the placing last season, I wouldn't be able to put in so many. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, as it is now, you know, I have a teammate, uh, and we used to travel together. And, you know, we, we share the cost of rooms and, and stuff like that. But if it's a farther away race, like uh, I'm going to Dallas because I'm on a team for the Beast in Dallas. Oh, that'll be um, cool. It'd be pretty cool. I was asked to be on a team with some really, really tough women. Um, so that'd be fun. And then I'll have to fly to Florida this year. Um, in Tahoe, of course. But, um, but, yeah, the money involved, if I didn't have a pass, there's no way. No yeah. way I could afford it. Yeah. It's high, and the prices no have gone up for sure. Uh, even even on the past itself. Like ridiculous up. But all the races, too. They're pretty high. Yeah, if you wait, if you wait to sign up, they're sky high, like, super quick. Yeah, it don't take it long, too. I mean, people, I mean, I've already noticed that Atlanta, the Atlanta Sprint's already gone into, like, the second pricing bracket for Elite already, and it's that far away. Oh, for October? Yeah, uh, no, for March. Like 2000, oh, 2018 has already gotten to the second well, pricing bracket. Yeah, I'm not going to be signed up for that. I'm, I'm hoping, hoping I'll win another pass this year. So. <laughs> what do you have to do to win that pass? you got to be in the top 50 in um, points or something? Yeah, I, I tell you what, I had no clue. People are like, you didn't know? I did not know because, you know, last year I ran seven races, one being Lake Tahoe. I placed in five of them, and um, – I just, I didn't understand the point system. I none of that. I got an email. I think it wasn't, it was December, December, late December, early January that said, you know, congratulations, you're one of the top, you're one of the Spartan 300 or something. And I'm like, what? I mean, <laughs> I was squealing in my vehicle. I was on my way home from school with my kids and they were, they started cheering and they didn't know why I was cheering. <laughs> I said, no way, you know. Um, but I was uh, top 25, top, th no, top 30. I think top 30 in the world. You have to be top 30. That's cool. Um, <laughs> no, I take it back. Top 30 in your in your age group, maybe top 50 overall. That's what it was to get an elite pass. So, um, and I was stoked because oh, I was already trying Without to figure doubt. out. I'd already paid for. I'd already paid for seven races for the following year uh -huh. because I didn't. You know, I pay when I can. Right. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that would pay you know, six, seven months out just because it was cheaper and I, I had to save money for the races coming up. But um, then I got the Elite Pass and I'm like, okay, you know, here we go. That's, That's cool. cool. So I heard you say, you said you were going to go to Florida and run the Florida Beast this year. Did I hear that? Yes. Yeah. I'll, be in, I'll be in Central Florida December 9th for that Beast there. Yeah, that's I'm going to go to that so, one too. That'll be the last one of the year for me. Same for me. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to take a day off of work. Um, usually I don't miss anything, so I'll fly out that morning, you know, um, run the beast and fly back. 
Right. Should be a good time. You know, you know, as you know, as everyone knows, as far as there are not enough beasts or supers. Oh, definitely. Um, at all. So I'm, I'm just, I'm hoping. And you know, the fun's not gone from it. It's still competitive. I still have fun with it. But at the same time, you know, when you get up a little higher in point rankings, you kind of want to, you know, you have to figure out, you know, about the points. Like, do I even, you know, does it make sense to go? Because for me, I would, love, I want to go to all these races, but. Sometimes I'm like, well, my points are said the same, so I guess I won't go. So it's, it could be a double-edged sword sometimes. Um, so some races like Indiana, I already had it scheduled, and I'm going because there'll be some people there that, I mean, OCR, this is like a family. And right. there are people I want to hang out with. And so we'll go, I'll go up and I'll race. Um, you know, and then come back and take my girls to Florida. You know, it's just sometimes you go just for the camaraderie of, oh, yeah. you know, of racing. Oh so yeah, if, it, if there was if there was races close by, you know, I'd go to them too. You know, this so so far this year we're doing, I think we're doing we've we've done one race a month, and I think one month we did two two a month. So, me and my buddy okay. were we should be getting I think a six x trifecta this year. So we're pretty excited about that. Six. Yeah. Wow. We still got to do. Uh, we did the beast in Jersey both days. We got to do the okay. we got to do the beast in Carolina both days. We're doing the West Virginia beast. Oh, I'll be there too. Sorry. Oh, really cool. We're doing. I, I just I just added the North Carolina beast or the Carolina beast um, last week, so I'll be there as well in November. Cool, cool. I just I just remembered that you said that. I was like one second. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off, but I'll I'll be there too. So. Yeah, that's a fun race. It, it was, yeah, of course, these, most of these places, I've never been to them, so it's all new to me. Oh, yeah? You didn't do Carolina last year? No. It no. was Last year, they totally changed it up. The year before, it was like an 11-mile race, and last year, it was almost 15, and they found almost okay. every single hill in the woods they could. <laughs> you, know, you know how they do that? Um, funny uh, how that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, okay, well, I don't mind 15 miles, you know, I'm, I I get better as I go. I, I, I usually speed up around mile four or five. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but yeah, 15, 14 miles is a, a ways. That's a, that's, that's a long race with all, with all, uh, everything else in between, you know. But it's, it's a blast. That's a cool venue, without a doubt. Well, I can't wait then. Yeah, and they got a it's it's a bit it gets really busy too but i mean because it's like one of the last beasts of the year so a lot of people go to that race so it's a fun one to go to that makes sense that makes sense yeah <clears throat> all right rachel i got a bunch of questions that i usually always ask everybody so uh i don't want to hold you up all day long um so i guess what would be your favorite race you've done so far or your best race that you've done so far? Best race. Oh, man. Um, any race? Yeah, any race, any race. Just which one stood uh, out the most? Uh, well, uh, I think the, the most fun I've had at a race um, would be the Tennessee Tough Mudder last October. Um, my, my brother and I ran it together, and we did a lot of the obstacles over and over and over. Um, 
So that was fun, just, you know, challenging each other. It was at Milky Way Farms in Tennessee. If you've ran there before, it's a lot of hills. Right. So it was, it was just fun just to do something and have fun and not have to be competitive. Right. So that was a lot of fun. Um, but another race, let's see. Let's see. Um, I liked Jacksonville, Florida, but I went last December. I didn't get to go this year. It was, that was a, a good oh, it was it was a better race this year. It was. Oh, was it? It was. Figures. Because Jason yeah, Jason go. did that race this year, and it was good. Oh, okay, he did. Okay, yeah, I was um, I was still healing from with my ankle, so I couldn't go. See, in December, um, man, I twisted my ankle the same one twice, and it was. And on that second time, I really had to walk a little bit before I could start running again. Because they, gotcha. they run us through, I don't know, I remember, do you remember when they ran us through all those little cypress stumps that were everywhere? I, it's got, I, I fell five, I fell five times in that, in that super, the Jacksonville super last December. I yeah. fell five times. I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that tree trunk come from? Like an entire tree was in front of me all of a sudden. Yeah. I know that, that I super... That super had to be like the flattest course of the year, and I got my first calf cramp ever. And I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> you know, n- normally um, people think I'm crazy for saying this, but I like Chicago this year was my least favorite race probably ever, ever in the history of time. That was my was next so question. Flat. So tell us why. Okay, it was so flat and so dry. Like there was no, there was no variation. It was just, you're running on this flat farmland. It was, well, my ankle was really tough because farmland, of course, has ruts and stuff. But there was, it was, every carry was flat. Um, you could think you went through a creek during a super. You didn't do it in the sprint. And it was just, there was nothing. Um, I mean, it's my first two clean races, and they were not my favorite races. Just the flat courses aren't, there's all, I mean, it was challenging, so to speak. Because you had to like bust it out the whole race running, right? And I'm a runner. I like to run, but I also like the challenges of if it's a heavy carry, you know, put me on a little bit of a hill, you know, or yeah, there was something, do something. But no, it was um, the bucket carry was really short and really flat. Sandbag really short, really flat. You know, it was just um, I, I think that I, I, I don't want to say boring because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings because it, you know it's what they had to work with, but. The vendors were fantastic, but the the race was not not any fun. Like the, the, like the Virginia race was really good because, like I said, the combination of hills and, and you know all the terrain differences was probably probably made it my one of my favorite terrain races as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and it was like you like you said, if there's a long carry, that'll make and break racers. Right, and and that's what I think OCR is about. You have all these obstacles, and some of the carries do that but they mm-hmm. were short and there was like nothing to it i mean yep i just you know just um i don't know it just made it it was too easy it shouldn't be that easy in my opinion but you know but hey they were burpee free though right they were burpee free so that was that was that was worth celebrating it was yeah it was good it was a good feeling i just thought man that feels good not to have to do any burpees because you know Ugh, they wear you out. They sure do. It's hard to catch up when you fall off, so. Right. Okay, so, like, 
if you're going into a race weekend, what is your race ritual? And I'm talking about what is your pre-race ritual, you know, the day before, the morning of, and what do you do after a race? Like if you're preparing for a race on Sunday, I'm like what is your ritual? Tell us your secrets, Rachel. Uh, okay. I, um, the day before a race, whether I'm at work or, um, you know, have off in the summer, my, I don't eat anything salt. I won't give away all my secrets, but I don't eat a whole lot of, um, like solid, solid foods just for digestion. I had a whole lot of greens. Um, I always keep up with my healthy fats. The morning of a race, uh, I fast. So I have water. I have uh, organic beet juice, um, and that's about it. I have a protein bar the morning of a race, and then I go run. And it's always the same. I get up, I put, you know, put everything on, um, get to a race. You know, we all go straight to the porta potties when we get there. Of course. Uh, and then I, you know, jog around. I try not to let anybody, you know, like distract me too much. But I love talking to people, so right. I always do that. Um, and the same thing on Sunday. Saturday, if I have a race on Sunday, on Saturday I won't I won't put down too much um, too much heavy food. I'll keep it really light and you know, always hydrate. And then um, that's it. It's the same every single time. So you you are just about fast before a race, besides maybe a protein bar and some beet juice, huh? Yes, the morning of uh, it's it's pretty much fasting. And, and that's through trial and error. Some people can't do that. I found that um, it worked for me before Fort Campbell last year. I thought, hey, I'm going to try it. Now, before a longer race, like a beast, I'll have a, a whole protein bar, and I carry one with me as well. You know, right. I know my limits. Um, right. Yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty much fast. So do you uh, do you have, like, a certain time? Like, you do that an hour before the start of the race, a couple hours, or? It's about an hour. About an hour, about an hour, uh, I have my protein, I have my protein bar about a half hour before. Right. Um, a little water down me, and that's, that's pretty much it. It's go time then. What brand protein bar are you eating? Um, I, I try to go with, uh, Sun Warrior. Um, if you, you know who Hobie Call is, I think we all do. Um, that's the brand he goes with. I didn't know that till later on. Right. But, um, Sun Warrior is really good, really good plant protein. Uh, I'm pretty close to being vegan. I don't eat meat, maybe but once a week. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty close to not eating anything at all meat-wise. So I go with Sun Warrior protein. Anything plant-based is what I go with. But meat is so good. So, but if, if I can't have that, I'll eat like a rise bar. If push comes to shove, I'll ask somebody for a Cliff bar. But normally, I don't like those. Yeah, I think I, I've had so many Cliff bars at the races. I'm about burnt out on them. Yeah, I have like 30 in my house, just kind of like, hey, yeah. Cliff bar. If there's ever, ever an apocalypse, I'm all these Cliff Bars, I guess. I know, I used to like get there at the finish line and try to get like four or five of them, and now it's like, eh, do I want one of these today? Right, they don't want to, yeah, they give you one or two, and you're like, well, I don't, I don't know, I have, a, I have an extra banana or something. Yeah, so. that's me, I usually get an extra banana now. That's good stuff. Yeah, and just when I was starting to get used to the Fit Aid taste, they quit serving them <laughs> yeah i never i never never drank my fit aid yeah i i couldn't do it could not do it yeah they had an acquired <laughs> taste they really did some people love them but i, I there's I no way i would buy it 
<laughs> no, no, no. My, if mine wasn't free, you're right. I absolutely would not touch it. I just, I gave mine away. I kept them. People, you know, do you have your fit aid? Here, you can have my fit aid. Funny story, though. When I was um, coming back last year from, I was trying to go to Tahoe, or back to, I can't remember, um, in the airport. They made me, <laughs> I forgot my fit aid, and they took my fit aid out of my carry-on and looked at me like I was a criminal. And I was like, you, oh my you want my fit aid? I want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny I, I thought seriously they're like why do you have this in your bag um cause I didn't want to drink it cause they're gross <laughs> it was pretty funny that does sound pretty funny yeah it was a, if someone could have recorded my conversation with the with the the people at the airport they would have yeah Comedy Central let me tell you <laughs> so Rachel what is your favorite obstacle Probably the, oh no, I like the sandbag carry. I like it. I do like the sandbag carry. Um, yeah, I like the sandbag a lot. I've come to kind of like the mud walls. Um, but I like the sandbag. And I don't mind the sled drag, but probably the sandbag's my favorite. Right. Do you make up a lot of ground on the other gals there? I'm on the phone. Um, I do. I take it and I run. That's I run with it. Um, anything that has to do with anything heavy, you know, because I'm the big woman in the crowd, um, usually I, I catch it pretty quickly on those obstacles. Hmm. So what obstacle would you say you dread the most then? It used to be the spear throw. Um, but now it's, uh, it's, it's a mix between twister and monkey bars and a rig and those three just because... You know, if it rained like in Indiana, like it's been raining up here all week, it's raining right now in Indiana. Wow. So if it's wet, it's so difficult to know how wet it's going to be, if it's going to make you fall off. Um, so those obstacles, I mean, I can do them just fine, but it just depends on how worn they are, how wet they are. Exactly. You know, it's if like someone's you said, got a bunch of mud on them, which I, I don't know how mud gets on the monkey bars, but <laughs> for some reason... Mud is on them. I guess people's hands are muddy, and it leaves the mud behind. <laughs> I, well, I, I figure that, but sometimes there's, there's like, globs of mud. I thought, seriously? <laughs> but some people put their hands and think the mud's going to help. I wonder, if, I wonder if there's like a sure enough like saboteur volunteer that's like, I'm going to muddy up the monkey bars <laughs> and jack them all up. Probably, probably so. Probably so. Because that may be the case. Like, I did a Conquer the Gauntlet once, and I'll never do one again. But really? stairway is hard enough. Never again. But the stairway is hard enough. But they'll throw mud up on it to make it harder. And yeah. it's the completion rate on that's like ten percent. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah, I know yeah, a lot of friends that let their bands get cut there. Was it a? It wasn't a band. It was something else that they had there. It's a. It's a belt. A belt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a belt. Yeah. And this is not so much that it's hard to do, but. It's like, why make an obstacle that's hard enough? Why would you throw mud up on it? Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, I mean, I, I guess, but yeah, there may be that one volunteer that's like, no one's getting through my obstacle today. I'm collecting belts and bands. So. Yeah, I remember seeing you in Virginia, and you, you failed Twister the first day, and it cost you a couple of places, and you were upset about it. But the second day, I saw you get through it, and just the happiness you had was just like, 
Oh man, I can feel that. I mean, it was like first spear throw, you know, making it. So I saw how excited you were when you made Twister. Virginia, the Virginia Super, the run, the running felt pretty good. Um, it's my first time I felt good running since tearing my ankle up, and um, I was I had a clean race until the Twister at the end. So I thought it was gonna be my first clean race, you know, and. Um, Falling off, you know, four, four or five hand placements to the end. Mm. You know, I was in second place. And I'm doing burpees. And of course, I, I ended up getting fourth place. And I was just devastated. You know, I thought, my goodness. You know, I, you know, you work so hard an entire race. And then one right. slip up costs you, you know. And right um, at the so end, too. I thought, man. So the next, the next day in the sprint, um, the monkey bars were super wet. I fell off the monkey bars. And, of course, I dropped down to, like, 10th place. And I was just. I was so I was so upset. I thought there's no way a sprint. You know, some of the girls out here are fresh. Um, but I busted my tail, and then I got to twist with it for the first time ever. And uh, I did 30 burpees that race, of course, for the monkey bars. And that was a I was cheering before I came off the, the twister. Like it was the best feeling. I, I think some people in the crowd saw me fall the day before, and I was crying when I was doing burpees just because I was so I was so mad at myself. You know, disappointment is just. It's a real, it's such a big feeling, and when everyone's watching you, and at the very end like that, and the whole crowd's cheering for you, and then they make that noise like, oh, you fell, and I was just, I was so sad, you know, yeah. but, and I had to call my daughters and tell them, you know, mommy didn't win, and, and sometimes I want to, I want to tell them, you know, that I did well, and the next day when the spray, when I got it, so, someone got a video of me cheering, yeah, I could tell them, you know, the it. happiness was, was huge, I mean, I couldn't get up that slip wall fast enough to cross the finish line. I mean, that was so awesome. The feeling of finally getting it was pretty was pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. I remember seeing it. <clears throat> Rachel, uh, I got one more question for you, and I'll let you go. So, uh, I know you kind of aren't you like kind of sponsored by the Grunt Style? Is it Grunt Style? Um, it's called Brent Style. Uh, they provide me with you know, the, the, the gear you see me wear, races, um, and then some additional clothing that I'll wear, like T-shirts, um, training shorts, you know, tank tops and stuff that I'll wear when I'm just, you know, out training and stuff like that. So, so yeah, they, they offer me, um, you know, just some of the gear you see me wearing. Right. And just support, some support on social media, not a whole lot. Um, but the Grand Style Fitness brand is, is, uh, is new this year, so it's, kind of started from the ground up and isn't it like an all like army veterans company or something like that or it's made by veterans yes, it is. They're, yes they're they're based um in illinois and it's all it's ran by veterans um it's a completely american american company so so that's always pretty cool uh, trying to give back that is and cool. when i chose them you know to be affiliated with it was mainly because they were all American and ran by veterans. And, of course, me being a veteran, my dad's a veteran. Um, a lot of my uncles are, grandparents. Um, I want to go with them. Yeah, they got a lot of real cool shirts on the website, real cool graphic tees and, also. Yes, they do. And some people don't know, like, to check out the fit, the fit, some of the fitness shirts um, are not necessarily fitness shirts, but, they, but they're, they're really cool, but they're on the fitness side of the site. And some people don't go that far looking, but they're really cool. Right. 
Well, that leads me into my last question. Uh, do you have do what products do you swear by? Whether it's a supplement, shoes, or you know, clothing that you just swear by when you run a race. Uh, I I mean, before I had before I found Grunstyle, I ran in two XU. Um, they let go, of, you know, the water well. They didn't hold on to mud. Yep. Um, but I found that. The, the female, you know, grunt style shorts and stuff, you know, do the same, actually, as far as that goes. The sports bras are really good. Um, I have to wear, you know, I have to wear two of them for raining, for racing, so. But shoes, um, the Tough Mudder, um, they're the Tough Mudder Crusher um, Merrill shoes. Right. I forget what, I think it's Mudder Crusher or Tough Mudder Crusher. Um, they're really good shoes. I mean, they, really? they are by far my favorite. Um, next up behind that though, um, my brother got me a pair of Solomon's for Christmas and I love them too. But I will not wear the, Re the Reebok Spartan shoes. They blow out after two races. But yeah, I have to, my Solomon's or my, or my, um, Tough Mudder Merrill's, you know, shoes are the, the best, the very best. Cool. Yeah. I've looked into those. And I, do you know what, is there, those are a low drop shoe too, aren't they? They are. They're um, they're they're the closest. They don't have a wide um, a wide toe box. I mean, I wore them for nine races, and they're still they still have yet to show sign a sign of blowing out. Oh, but yeah, they're awesome. um, the bottom has like the different. They're not knobs. They're like little little V shapes. I'm instead, and I love them. But the Solomons are kind of the same. I don't know which Solomons they are, but they're really good. Um, my running shoe. I train in. I train in ultras. The um. It starts with an E, I think. Right. But it's a really good running shoe, yeah. They're really good. Hmm. But yeah, those those are, if I don't have the, if I had to run in another shoe, I don't know what I would do. Hmm. I would run, but I wouldn't be happy. Hmm. So you like but the yeah, zero, you like the here, shoes that are close to zero drop I'm... then, huh? What's that? So you like the shoes that are close to zero drop? Oh yeah, I, I train, you know, my, my shoes I train in are, are zero drop. Cool. Um, yeah, and the, the ultra ones that I have are zero drop, but you wouldn't know it by looking at them. Like, they're incredibly light, but, um, a lot of zero drop shoes, you can tell if you're just standing there, you can tell they're zero drop, but you can't tell those are zero drop until you run in them. Right. Um, and they're really, really good, yeah. So, yeah, I stick to zero drop shoes, just to, it puts more, you know, when you're training on your, on your legs and stuff, uh, on your calves for development and all that kind of stuff, so. Hmm. Yes, sir. All right, we uh, I'm I'm out of questions. Is there is there anything else you want to tell us or tell anybody out there that's getting into OCR? Yeah, so I hope I didn't bore anybody too much. Just uh, no. I don't want to be, be boring, but um, just uh, you know, I want you know anyone who thinks like you you know you can't you can't do it or can't get started. I mean, when I started, um, and I remember I'm I'm a I'm a lifelong I was a collegiate athlete. I mean, I was you know I did. I did everything, and then um, I hit a point to where I was, I couldn't do anything at all. It was so hard. Like I said, a year ago, a year and four months ago, you know, a year and two months ago, I couldn't even climb the rope. I struggled over walls. I mean, that was me. Well, like a little over a year ago. And now, you know, it's, I'm not going to ever fall off the rope again. I'm, I'm not, I'm going to get over the walls, you know. I, I just, anybody can do it. And if you heard about my schedule, like, you can find the time. You just have to do it. That's right. And the hardest part, of course, is the hardest part is nutrition. 
But, of course. Um, just, you know, for someone, just don't give up. You know, I, I was injured. Just don't give up. You just keep going. Like, you make a plan, and every single day is one day closer. And I tell myself, you know, it gets hard, and it, sometimes it's monotonous. And, you know, I don't get to go and eat, you know, ha- you know, the cakes and cookies my students bring for other teachers. But I stay on, like, a 24-hour plan. Like, I only, I only really plan ahead 24 hours. Like, I plan my races and stuff, but I think ahead 24 hours. I can do this for 24 hours on the hard days. And the easy days, it's easy to get through them. But, you know, you think ahead 24 hours, and then, you you, you know, your new day starts. And you look at, you look ahead. It's always better. It's brighter. You know, it's um, just stay positive because it's not always easy. I mean, sometimes it like it. Excuse me, but it, it just sucks sometimes. Um, but you just you just do that. You make a plan, stick to it. And if, if, I'm telling you, if I can do it, you should, anybody can do it. It can happen. If you want to do a race, go and walk walk the race. It doesn't matter if exactly. you walk the whole thing. Yeah, anybody do can do it. Get your medal. Be accomplished. Hang your medal on the wall. Hang your medal somewhere where you will look at it. And you know, next time, tell yourself, "Hey, I'll do better next time." It's just one That's step at a time. And, you know. Yeah, just always look ahead to doing better. Okay, speak. What's your favorite cheat meal? My favorite cheat meal is uh, chicken wings. Like how many chicken I wings? I love chicken wings. How chicken many? Wings, just chicken, not like buffalo wild wing chicken wings. Like how many is a cheat meal for you? Oh, well, I used to try to eat like 20, but now I can only, I can only get down like 10 before I'm like, yuck. It makes me, you know, I feel sick after like 10 now. Well, the 20, 20 is pretty good for a cheat meal. That sounds pretty good. I try, but I, I mean, <laughs> like the last time after after uh, Virginia, I ate. No, maybe Chicago. I tried to eat, you know, ten fifteen. I felt so so sick. Mm. So I ate some, you know, because I'm not a meat eater anyway. But I right. ate, I ate some of some of them. I ate ten after um, the Indian Mud Run because I ran three laps. I ran twenty miles. Wow. And and I felt yeah, I felt good. It wasn't sick. But I love I just love chicken wings. I do. They're good. They're yummy. Yummy. You ran 20 miles. Are you planning on doing any ultras anytime soon? Um, Dallas was supposed to be an ultra, but um, I was asked to be on a team, so I'll be on the team down there. Right. Um, but I really want to do an ultra, so I just... I think that would be a cool ultra in Dallas, because that's a pretty run down there. I really like that venue. Yeah, if something comes up and we can't do the team, I'll switch over to the ultra. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Rachel, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your road trip to uh, talk to us today. It's been very informative. Oh, you're welcome. And if anybody wants to see what Rachel's up to, I think her Instagram is Teach is a Beast. Yeah, uh, with, with periods in there. Teach period is period A, period B. Teach is a Beast. But she's she's very she she always posts a lot of stuff on social media and she's really fun person to follow. You can really tell that she's very passionate about OCR and living a healthy lifestyle in general. So she's really fun to watch. I really I really I really appreciate that. I'm glad it shows because it really um this has made a huge difference in my life. It's made everything you know. I don't know. Life is better. It's made everything kind of come together. You know, you have like a, I'm a mom first, don't get me wrong, but this is like me, you know, this is my part of my, you know, life, it's mine. It's just, I just, it's, it's incredible. That's for awesome. Sure. Um, I wish you luck at uh, Indiana tomorrow. Is it Indiana or in Illinois? Yes. 
It's uh, it's in Indiana. Indiana. Um, it's a perfect. It's at the ski slopes in Indiana. It's pouring down rain right now, so I'm just kind of hanging out in my car. <laughs> so. Um, I'm sure you'll podium tomorrow. It'll be a good race for you tomorrow. Uh, it will be. I really appreciate that. I haven't ran a Spartan since Chicago, so so we'll see. All the fast okay. people are at Palmerton. You know, all the crazy people that are wanting to be in the NBC stuff, they're all going to be at Palmerton, so. Yeah, and that would have that been really, I mean, that would have been a lot of fun, too, to head that way. I just, you know, I'm, like I told you, I, I've got to be home tomorrow right. afternoon. And this is a five-hour drive anyway for me, but I have to be home tomorrow afternoon to get ready to go to Orlando. the next. I'm leaving Sunday morning at 7, so I have to be home. Right. So... This is the only race that was close that I could go to and go home in time. But, yeah, I wish everybody luck tomorrow as well. should be a good day. I know it's pouring here. In Palmerton, I don't know if it's raining or not, but it is pouring here in Indiana. Right. Do you have any so, nicknames, you know, Rachel? whatever. Do, do, I'm sorry? Do you have any nicknames, Rachel? Um, usually people call me um, Teach or Teach of the Beast or Mama Beast because I have my little girls that kind of, you know, like a mama duck. <laughs> right. So they always call me, they always call me Teach. Um, that's a military nickname as well, but they call me Teach or Teach Beast sometimes I'll hear. So, yeah. I don't I'm understand Rachel. why <laughs> Rachel the Hammer, Hamrick, has not come up. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. I, uh, it's weird because uh, Teach started in, um, it's in the military. And someone said that uh, last year after the Fort Campbell Sprint, because my Instagram name used to just be Miss Hamrick, you know. Right. And someone, uh, someone said, "Teach, teach your beast," and it just kind of stuck. So, and then people started, you know, saying that it's it just so so weird, you know. To it's just weird to, for people to make me up a nickname. So I made name my Instagram teaches the beast. Yeah. So. It just, just kind of stuck. Yeah, I bet none of your kids goof around in your class, but I ain't messing with her. I'm going to sit here and pay attention. <laughs> they, they don't. I kind of just look at them like, why, why are we doing this again? <laughs> um, and they just normally, from you know, maybe for the first week of school, they kind of try, but I, I usually don't have any anyway. You know, I'm, I just don't, uh, I, I'm, I'm not someone to raise my voice ever. I don't in my own house. I don't raise my voice to other people's children, you know, either. So, um, I'm pretty, you know, this is how I am all the time. And my students know that. My girls at home know that. So, uh, I just kind of look at them and, and they know if they're doing something wrong, a kid will. It's their seventh graders. They're going to do stuff that's crazy, you know, right. but I just kind of give them a look and there's that. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> that's awesome. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Well, hey, Rachel, uh, I really fine. I really appreciate you talking to us today, and uh, I wish you all the luck in the world and all your future races, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, we'll talk to you later, Rachel. Thanks for talking to us. All right. You're welcome. Hope you enjoyed the interview, guys. I want to thank Rachel again for taking the time to uh, talk to us today. Um want to wish her luck tomorrow at uh, Indiana. And uh, my next race will be in Asheville. Uh, come up to me and say what's up. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Um, if anybody out there has got a story to tell or wants to give a review on a race they're doing, whether it's a Spartan race or not, just uh, hit me up on Messenger or something like that. And... Uh, 
we'll work out an interview with you. Um, we'll talk to you later. See you at the next race. Peace!